your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Sola. Hey, all right. Welcome to a Monday of Lacrosse Talk PM. Brad Williams is going to come in here. We're going to break down not COVID-19. Maybe, maybe we won't talk a whole lot about COVID-19 today. We're going to talk about something uh, like a blast from the past, like how this show used to be. We're going to talk about parking. Uh, what is it called? Public Board of Public Works today at a, was it ha, has their Monday meeting and what is it called? I forget what it's called now, but they, uh, the parking study committee, not a committee, maybe? Are they called a committee? Well, the the... The people that were hired, Richard Associates, there it is. I couldn't think of it. They were hired a year ago to conduct a parking study in the cross, and they finished, and they presented that to the Board of Public Works today. There we go. That's what I wanted to say. And so Brad was at that meeting today, and we're going to pick his pick his nose, pick his brain on, on what that 300-page document was all about. I kind of hinted at this last week, Friday, and we we talked a little bit about it. But we can, you know, if you want to vent about parking, we can we can do that today. 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. So if you want to shoot me text, or if you want to talk, you can call me. Uh, before that, I I I just want to bring up this, and this is the stuff is weird. Uh, the the uh, the whole. Brett, so Brett Favre went golfing with Donald Trump, I believe, yesterday or Saturday. One, I think it. Uh, now I can't remember, but he went golfing with Trump this weekend. It was right after Donald Trump canceled his his uh, announcement that he was going to throw out the pitch on Thursday. Donald Trump said he was going to throw out the first pitch to a Yankees game August fifteenth, and. On Sunday, Donald Trump said he he can't do that. Uh, he, he's not going to do that. He kind of canceled canceled it, and and then the, then you learn like the day before. Oh, he went golfing with with Brett Favre, and they're they're a little bit related. But uh, what's funny is is the photos that happen. So Trump is a little secretive sometimes about when he's golfing. But when you're golfing with Brett Favre, you're gonna take a picture with Brett Favre, right? But if you're just, if you're not golfing with Brett Favre, then it's just you or I don't know who else he golfs with. That you know, I'm sure. Does Donald Trump go golfing when it's not someone famous? Does he just go with uh, just uh, nobodies, right? Like, does he just go with a nobody? Maybe not, right? Maybe not. But when you go with Brett Favre, you're gonna get a picture, and so there's a, there's a picture of him, and the White House put it out and. It's nice and everything. And then if you dig a little bit deeper, you find like an unedited version of the picture or a edited version of the picture, depending on which one is fake. I don't I don't know, but it it's kind of funny because there's there's one like really Brett Favre and Donald Brett Favre looks great, by the way, doesn't he? And uh the the two of them are just, you know, smiling and, and just Donald Trump never looked happier. And then you find this uh, this other picture. It's the same picture, but one is photoshopped, and I couldn't tell you which one is photoshopped because the the world is full of fake pictures. So Donald Trump a couple of weeks ago was at you know the Veterans Hospital, and he wore a mask for the first time. Right, like that was a big deal. Oh my God, Donald Trump wears a mask. 
And then if you if you kind of go onto Twitter and you search Twitter for a while, you'll find a picture of Donald Trump with the mask pulled down and his nose is exposed, which is kind of the thing you shouldn't be doing. And you're like, come on, man, really? And you're like, he couldn't have done this. Like, that's no way that's real. And sure enough, if you if you you dig deep enough, you're like, okay, that picture appears to be fake. Nobody can, nobody at the time. I, Honestly, I didn't look at it much longer than the day after or a couple days after because I'm not spending a whole lot of time researching whether or not a, a picture with Donald Trump's nose exposed while he's wearing a mask is real or not. But from what I found, you couldn't figure out if it was real or not. So now back to Brett Favre and Donald Trump. He's giving the thumbs up. Favre's got his arm around him. They're both smiling. Donald Trump's smiling way bigger than Brett Favre. But there's one picture where, you know, he looks good. Trump looks good. And then there's another picture where he's a little sweaty. His belt looks a little frumpy. And his pants are way too long. And for, you know what, if I went golfing in wherever, you know, in Florida and it was super hot out, I think he was in Florida. Honestly, I didn't didn't really, I don't care that much, but it is kind of funny. So, you know, I would be sweaty too, but I wouldn't be wearing a white shirt also. Like if I'm going golfing, I'm not wearing a white shirt because I know what happens when I'm out in the heat and then doing activity. But Donald Trump, so he, uh, so there's one picture where he looks great. For, for Donald Trump, and then there's another picture where, yeah, he's sweating, his belt looks a little loose around the waist, and uh, his pants look way too long. How do you even golf in those pants? They, the backs must have been ripped to shreds. Uh, so I don't know which one's fake, but it's really funny to look at. But then Donald Trump comes out, he tweets out uh, that, he, that he doesn't have time to throw out a first pitch on August 15th. So he's time to go golfing, but he doesn't have a time to throw a first pitch out in a month, right? A month away. And I'm not going to have time to do this. Well, you had time to golf. They're both on a Saturday. So he says, because of my strong focus on the China virus, including scheduled meetings on vaccines, our economy, and much else, I won't be able to be in New York to throw out the opening pitch for the Yankees on August 15th. We will make it later this season. So, okay. Well, later, there might not be a season if you've been paying attention to baseball, but... I just thought it was ironic that that Trump can't do something on August 15th because of the economy and much else. I'm sure he's got some some vaccine meetings. The the Yankees play a lot of home games. August 15th isn't their home opener. So I don't know why why that would be the day, but it is on the weekend. So maybe he's taking the weekends off now. That's how we're going. And I don't care if he golfs or not. I, I feel like uh, there's a lot of stress. And if that's your stress reliever, go ahead and golf. But it was funny to see those pictures. All right, Brad's going to come in and do... We're going to talk, Brad's going to do the news, and then he's going to come in here. I'm going to throw him way over the corner. I'm going to spray Lysol constantly uh, so we're, we're not getting the virus from each other. But uh, we're going to talk about the Board of Public Works meeting this morning and the Rich and Associates breakdown of their 300-page document on what to do about lacrosse parking. The problem? Is it a problem? All right, 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line if you want to get in here. Brad doing the news, and he's going to sprint over here into the studio. We'll be back after this. I'm with him. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM, 608-785-7914. Should just be right in the wall there, Brad. Yeah, so we'll see. Oh, yeah. It's I up. can hear myself. All right, I can works. hear myself talk. Uh, that's Brad Williams hearing himself talk. Wow, it's echoey. I wonder how it's so echoey. All right. We'll, okay. Well, we'll figure it out. So, uh, we want to talk about 
want to talk about the the Board of Public Works meeting, but first you said something about um, a president throwing out a first pitch for the Washington Nationals, obviously the D.C. team. What was the Well, uh, somebody said last week when the, the Nationals had their opener and Dr. Fauci threw out the first pitch, and somebody pointed out that uh, Donald Trump is the first president since the uh, the tradition of the president throwing pitch was started by Mr. Taft in 1910. That's over 100 years. And he and uh, Trump hasn't done it yet for the Washington Nationals. And I'm wondering, it's like, why not? Yeah, yeah. and the, the Yankees play the Nationals. So if he wanted to do, if the Yankees are his team because he's a New York guy, then he had three chances to do it. Saturday, July 25th, Saturday, Sunday, July 26th. And, uh, and if he wants to do it for the Yankees now, he can do it uh, uh, I don't know. a whole bunch of times here at the end of July, and, and we're waiting till August, but now he's not going to do it in August. <laughs> Trying to figure out how President Trump thinks is a full-time job for a lot of people. <laughs> but and I don't know if it's going to be one for me. I just don't understand. Like, go, go throw out the first pitch, then, if you want to throw out the first pitch. But if, you're, if you don't want to, because... He can't say, I don't want to throw out a first pitch because it's stupid. There's no crowd there. What's the point? He was quoted as saying it, it, that he has to wear special stuff and it makes him look fat, which is <laughs> it's all of us. not a problem for, for some people who go to ball games. Let's put it that way. Yeah, and maybe he doesn't want to look silly throwing a pitch. I mean, uh, there is that video of him not being able to pick up a tiny glass of water to well, get that's a drink. Well, that's what I was saying to you a couple of minutes ago, like uh, uh, the throwing out the first pitch is sort of like uh, being asked to host the Oscars. It's like, it seems like a, a great honor and uh, wow, what a thing. They chose me to do this. And then after you do it, everybody, hey, oh, that was stupid. Oh, you were lousy. Yeah. I mean, no. when, when Fauci threw out the first pitch for, for the Nationals, I had zero expectations that he was going to throw it, 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 I thought he would roll it to the to the catcher, but man, he really missed everything. <laughs> Just but, ninety feet. But he's like, a seventy-eight year old man. Unless you're going to get Max Scherzer to throw out the first pitch, then former lacrosse logger. Former lacrosse logger. All right, now so, with the Washington Nationals. So Brad, there is a call. I just want to. I don't know uh, what the call is, but we're gonna we'll we'll bring him on. Caller, who's this? Hello. My name is Claudia. Hey Claudia, what what do you got? I just. Well, I just wanted to let you know that I decided to go up to Holman Middle School today because they're doing a fundraiser for their school lunch program from 5 to 7. And the line is from the middle school all the way over to Holman Drive and all the way down Holman Drive well past the hardware store. It is quite a distance. It is quite a distance. There's quite an outpouring of support for the community and i think it's pretty fabulous did you get a picture no but i hope i'm glad i've got a full tank of gas <laughs> yeah it's a car line right it's a car line yeah that's at least i'd say this car line two is three two three miles mile between holman i'd say what holman drive and uh, and the middle school are two or three miles apart or something like that uh, the middle school in Holman Drive. No, that's probably about oh, a half a minute. mile. Am I think okay? And, well, it's still a big distance. And then I'm down Holman Drive, which is the main drag, I'm, I'm which goes all. The, yeah, that's right. Yeah, all, the, all the way up, at least down to the hardware store, and it's 
there's a lot of cars behind me. And, so. uh, Claudia, what, did it, what, is the, what is the purpose of that one more time? Well, the purpose, as I happened to see on the news this morning, was that they're, they are feeding the children. It's their school lunch program. And it was about $2,600 in uh, behind. And so they thought they would do a fundraiser um, in order to help uh, rectify that $2,600 budget deficit. Okay. And I think they'll certainly exceed it. And it's all for the school lunch program in Holman. All right. Thanks. Thanks for the call, Claudia. Uh, yeah, we I've I've done a, a couple of different uh, shows just on, in in general on how how crazy it is that we have school lunch debt and how we can't take care of care of that. Uh, the beer by bike brigade often has to uh, raise money to to t- take care of school lunch debt. All right, Brad. Let's let's talk about parking here a little bit. Uh, Board of Public Works meeting, Rich and Associates presented their 300-page um, year-long study of parking in downtown La Crosse? Or? In the, well, uh, they don't limit themselves to downtown La Crosse. That's what it used to be, just downtown La Crosse. They have expanded uh, their their scope to the parking in the university area and also the turbo and also around the two hospitals. So they're uh, concerned about a lot of uh, places where there's a parking demand in La Crosse. And what was the 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 general like the what, well they, the they, main points you got from they the picked out a, f- a few of the important uh, charts and graphs and and maps showing where the big demand is for parking downtown. They uh, one main thing was they said, and we hear this practically every year. They don't do a study every year, but uh, one of the common complaints in La Crosse is there are people. Uh, who work downtown, who use the curbside parking, which is free for two hours, and that's keeping people who are shoppers and customers of the businesses downtown, keeping them from doing it. Now, the uh, Rich and Associates study, uh, Dave Burr is the name of the man who was presenting the study, uh, said that you know if you get the uh, employees, if the companies say, look, we want you to park in these ramps. There are five ramps downtown. you got one on Pine Street. You've got the Main Street. You've got the La Crosse Center ramp. you got Market Square. You know, all those ramps. And uh, we'll arrange for you to park there. That way, the customers who want to get close to whatever store it is downtown or whatever business, they may only have to be there a few minutes. We'll be able to use the parking spaces more often, have a greater turnover. Each of those people is going to uh, spend money downtown, presumably, and so that means more money that can be created for the downtown economy. And possibly, if they ever decide to charge for uh, curbside parking again specifically they're not going to do that right now they're not doing it because we have a coronavirus but uh, if they ever did that would be another way of doing it but they're also uh, talking about in the especially in the college neighborhoods increasing the uh, pay uh, per park yeah the arrangement the you know that uh, there are the certain areas right near the campus that you park there, and, and you're going to have to pay. They found, surprise, surprise, that a lot of students and maybe some people who work at the university don't want don't want to park in those areas, and they go to, okay, is this block part of that area? No, okay, I'll park here, and then the person who lives in that area near the university, which is another thing we've heard of for years and years, is that they're frustrated with all the people at the university who park in front of their 
homes and they'd like to park in front of their homes. Yeah, the idea that we're going to, first of all, it's kind of funny to, to begin with that they're going to charge for parking around the campuses, but the, you know, we're so we're going to charge students who, you know, in general, we, we think of as being poor college students. So now we're going <laughs> to. Except on Friday nights, except down third on, streets. Well, yep. if you go to certain bars, and it's right. not, not that expensive. But also the. Um, the idea that that there's there's a limit to that four dollar four hours right there's a four hour time yeah I limit. think it's a, a time limit there so after four hours the students have to you know get out and but go. in generally most students unless they live in the dorms are going are, are going to have to move their cars during a four hour period you would think if they're there for eight hours you think they're going to have to move their I car know, well no well they don't have unlike uh, public schools. I don't think most students have, unless they plan their schedule today. Okay, I got a nine o'clock class and a ten o'clock class and eleven. They might have a bunch of breaks and then move go somewhere else. So they might not have to take a, a space for four hours. Right, That's they might I'm not thinking. have to. But if I have you know an eight and a nine o'clock class, and then I'm going to go to lunch, yeah, on campus, or, and then know, I'm going go to, over to the library or whatever. Yeah, I'm going to go to the library. Well, I'm not going to do that, but I'm going to go play <laughs> go. basketball at noon. Yeah, play and basketball. then I'm going to go to my two o'clock class. Well, now I've, I've got to go move my car and call it in and use my credit card. And it's another. So that's eight bucks a day I'm right. paying for, you know, parking. But part of the recommendation from Rich and Associates is to expand that area so we catch those people. So it'll be harder for them to try to find a spot outside of the pay per park area. If you. Oh, sure. Well, you want to park over on Cass Street, if you like, if there's a parking space there, maybe we'll put it over there and then we'll still park and we'll still charge you for it. Yeah, it'll be an interesting study. How far are students willing to walk? to get to class while parking for free. Right. Well, that's that's part of the whole thing and brings us back to downtown, the idea that the uh, parking ramps, they specifically looked between noon and 2 in the afternoon and found that on the average, there's 40% usage. It's like half of one of the busiest times of the day in downtown La Crosse, and depending on what ramp you go to, half of the ramp is open and you're complaining there's no place to park because you want that particular spot in the yeah. old Wetsteins or wherever or you Yeah, you want to be right. You want to be parking right in front of our building here on on State Street or something and uh, somebody's there. Well, there's no place to park. Well, there's a big parking ramp right across the street if you want to go there. And another thing they did talk about is the the possibility of installing cameras in the parking ramps which would be uh, easier than the, the little stations you have to walk to and, and, and put your uh, license plate number in, and then that proves that you were there and you pay for it. And it's like, or, or if you have the three hours, I want to only park less than three hours, so I'll register so that they know that I'm honest about it. So now they're talking about possibly mounting cameras at the entrance to the the parking ramp and they'll take the picture of your parking of your license plate you won't have to actually walk over to the darn darn machine and punch in your numbers and uh, that way they'll be able to keep track of okay that person is there we've got it in a computer you've got three hours if you stay over your three hours then you're going to get a ticket yeah because before if you're over your three hours they have to physically come give you a ticket yes that's 
generally how it works. So will it still be like that, or can they just say, we've got you on camera? Well, it, it hasn't been approved. This is just a recommendation right now. But, well, uh, but the idea is it would be easier to just have a, a camera there to record the numbers on the parking on the license plate. Sure. Um, all right, Brad, I know you gotta you got to go do the news. Thanks a lot for joining us here. Okay. All right, we're going to take a break. Scott's comments up next. Then Brad's going to run to the newsroom during that one minute. You have one minute, Brad. No, I'll, I'll give you a commercial. All right, we'll be back after this. I was All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. I do see that the Beer by Bike Brigade does have an event page called Let's Pay Off Holman District Lunch Deficit. It's kind of... They, they, They've been tackling this problem in our school districts around the area a couple of years at least. And um, I see that you know, a caller called in earlier and said the line was really long. The, 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 the line of people waiting to, to donate uh, was super long. It goes from 5 to 7 p.m. tonight. So if you want to go over there, uh, 502 Main Street North in Holman. 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. I believe Eric from Sparta has been calling. Eric, you're on the air. Go ahead. Yes, uh, this parking situation in La Crosse. I thought they hired uh, some fellow named Mr. Flotmeyer is going to solve all these problems. Now they have to hire 50 more people to do this. It figures, but anyway. Uh, Where'd you get 50? What? 50? Did You say you said that in the air. Did you hire 50 more people? No, they, they, they hired a, a group called Rich and Associates. Like, well, they, they did this last year. Pretty much the same damn thing. It's going to cost more and more. This Flotmeyer was the answer to everything. Anyway, number two, uh, schools will not open uh, with inputs this year. We haven't hit our high yet on this infection. It's getting worse and worse. If we hit us, if we hit us next, it's coming towards us from the south. It's coming. And uh, by the way, when is your uh, buddy, Mr. Uh, Knudsen, coming on again? I don't know. It's it's harder to do to have Knutson in here and, and have a whole conversation without being face to face. It's just and and it's summertime, so we'll see what happens when school's back in session. Number three is calling in. Number three, you're on the air. Go ahead. Do you have any trouble keeping your powder dry over the weekend? I I went home and made Dad fix the air conditioning in my truck, and then I picked peas and beans in the garden. Oh. <laughs> That's the hardest you've worked for a long time. Yeah, it was really hot Saturday, and I was picking peas. And, I, you know, I like doing that stuff, but not at, like, 2 in the afternoon when it's hot as heck. And I was like, man, this is not – I would not want to do this all day. <laughs> it's just a terrible oh, thing to do. You make a hell of a bean picker. I, anyway, that meet, that meeting today of the Board of Public Works, Yeah, that's known as a meeting of the minds. Should we just call it that? I mean, is, I feel like there's a lot of those meetings, though. Yeah, a lot of. I mean, you see, they hired a consultant because they just done a study about the university and all that a year ago, but they must have thrown away the papers from what the study was. Otherwise, they would have had to do it. Wouldn't have had to do it over the second time. Well, was that all the same study, though? I think maybe those were all the same. That was the same study. Well, a year ago, we had talked university, about. Yeah, uh, uh, Mayo Clinic, Gunnarsson Lutheran, and Viterbo. When they had to put those little things in there, you drive up. I don't park over there, so I'd have no reason to worry about it. Yeah. In fact, I haven't parked downtown 
since the last time I bought you and Mitch a chicken dinner. Yeah, and you wouldn't you wouldn't have to uh, worry about parking downtown according to this hundred thousand dollar study. No, because I also said they didn't need that last parking ramp for eighteen million dollars. Yeah, is that the, the one they're going to have the helicopter pad on? Well, is that the deal where Don Weber builds a parking ramp and then sells it to us? Is that the one that you're talking That's about? the one where we got it in the shorts. Yeah. Okay, but they now they got to take a whole week to read them 300 pages. Yeah, well, they presented it today, and, and I think Brad, had, Brad was scouring it. Uh, he didn't give us any numbers, though. I, I'm kind of sad now he didn't break down some of the numbers, but... Um, it'll be on online once he's done reading all 300 pages on wisdomnews.com. Well, then I can read it online then. Yeah, you you can read it from Brad, and I think he may, well, it's 300 pages. It might take a long time to upload. Okay, so. I'll go to Walmart and get some new glasses. <laughs> okay, sounds good. Thanks for the call. And four, bye. Um, yeah, I don't I don't know if the, 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 the idea of paying for parking around the campuses of Western Tech and UW-Lacrosse, not Viterbo, but I don't know if that was part of this study initially or if there's been two studies like this Rich and Associates also were part of that. And Eric from Sparta mentioned Jim Flotmeyer, who is no longer the parking utility coordinator. And he, he wasn't that for, I mean, he was that for a while, but and maybe we gave him too much grief and he had to move to a different department. But it's, it's a position that's just full of grief, right? It's kind of like being the president. Uh, being Donald Trump right now, it's just full of grief. Uh, being the parking utility coordinator, nobody's going to like you unless you know. I do have a plan on on being. If I was the parking, and we've talked about like maybe I should have been the parking utility coordinator, but I would have just uh, done also what Donald Trump has tried to do and just eliminate my own job, eliminate my own department. Uh, what I would like to know, and and I don't want to be like I don't want to impose on the police in terms of like sounding like hey you guys are aren't needed here or anything but i would like to know how many parking police officers there are where their their job is almost solely to ride around in those jeeps right you'll see them all the time and i don't know if there's other parking type jeeps is there other vehicles that the police use i know they can just issue parking tickets if they want but you know those jeeps are almost i, I i'm guessing strictly for parking so how many of those officers are there and what are their salaries? And then also how many Jeeps are there and what's the turnaround on, on, you know, how much do they use those Jeeps? How many Jeeps are there? What's the cost to keeping them running a year? Just, you know, the whole, the whole cost effectiveness of having those Jeeps because they're, they're just their own thing. It's not like they're using those Jeeps for anything else. And those Jeeps aren't, they're probably run on natural gas. I know the police use natural gas or uh, LP gas, natural gas. I think they use LP gas, and I don't know if the Jeeps do. But but the Jeeps aren't that fuel efficient, I don't think. So, you know, maybe they should be in little smart cars instead of Jeeps. That would save a little bit of money, although we would have to buy the smart cars. But we already at one point bought the Jeeps, right? We're getting, uh, we're, we're buying electric buses now, right? We're doing that for the MTU. So how many, so anyway, how many parking police are there, their salaries? How many... You know, and then you could really dive into it. Their pensions, their health, you know, how much How much does it cost the taxpayers? How many Jeeps are there? How much do those cost? How much does it cost to keep them running? And then whatever else, you know, parking utility, somebody else took over. I don't know who that is off the top of my head. 
somebody else took that over. It's just a thing that the police took over as soon as almost as soon as Jim Flotmeyer became the parking utility coordinator. He's not that anymore. Somebody else is that. But the police took that entity over. So then it was, all right, well, we have a coordinator with the parking utility, but the, actually now it's the police's. So it's just one of those responsibilities that the police has that maybe you don't, we don't need is the, the amount of revenue that the city gets from parking tickets and, you know, charging for parking on the street. The ramps are, I think, a different entity, but the idea of, of charging for parking on the street, does that, does that equal the cost of having a entire police force dedicated to parking? you know, in these, in these Jeeps and everything else. And if you eliminated that, you know, those, those officers could go and do police work, other police work. They wouldn't have to just be, you know, giving tickets and maybe they do. I'm just, I'm just, I'm brainstorming here. So I'm not trying to, you know, say they don't do any other things. I, I know they do other things. I just, I feel like that's maybe the, the, the most dedicated part of their job at this point. And, uh, we could, t- I could, I will want to talk to the police about this at some point, but also like, just, I'm not trying to, Hey, we, we got to get you out, you guys out of here. But my idea here is that uh, in the grand scheme of things, why don't we just get rid of the idea of, of enforcing any kind of pay for parking on the street in lacrosse at all. At one point we had parking meters and I think we just got rid of those in the last year. And then we went to, uh, in the ramps, we went to that gated system, but we've, we've gone to two hour parking to, uh, to, you know, then you got to move and then you, you just hope you don't get a ticket, which is what I'm doing right now. And then we went to around the campuses. You had to pay for parking, I think a dollar an hour up to four hour limit. So $4 and then you had to move and then call into the app or go to the the little station is there no there's 800 numbers no station so at least there's not that but then you know call into the app and and then you know move kind of a burden on students so that it's not a burden on those people that own homes near the campus uh we got a call calling in caller who's this hi um this is just a citizen of lacrosse but i just wanted to help you out and let you know that uh with the parking uh, vehicles, with the jeeps, those aren't officers; those are civilians. Oh, they're not. They're not part of the police force. They work for the police department, but they are not sworn officers. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks. That makes sense. I I know they do other stuff. I just I know. Okay. So they're not enforcing. You know, they're not breaking down doors to the bus to make drug busts. Is what you're saying? No. You okay. and I could get the job. Okay. All right. Cool. Thanks. Yeah. Bye bye. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, that 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 makes sense. I'm I'm sure they do. I'm sure they probably have some other traffic duties. Like maybe if there's an event downtown, that they they have some traffic control. Maybe not. Maybe they're just strictly they're just strictly parking, quote unquote, police. Uh, but yeah, we could still eliminate that, right? Like eliminate that, and then eliminate all the ability to have to for people to have to pay for parking on the streets. So if we eliminate the police that have to that are responsible for that. The, the parking police, not the police, but the parking police. And we eliminate the idea that we're charging people for parking on the street. So we don't have to enforce that anymore in terms of every two hours, somebody's got to drive by and make sure that the the car hasn't been there. So we're just not constantly driving around. It just seems like a waste of time and effort and money. And, and uh, does it, does it balance out? And then if there is a parking situation, then you would just call 
the police and be like, hey, this person, you know, is parked illegally or this car is somebody just parked it here and it's been here for a week. I mean, there's there's a little bit of like you'd have to prove that, so to speak. But, you know, alternate side parking, somebody has to figure that out, too. Uh, but we could get rid of alternate side parking as well. You could just get rid of all that and then we don't have to enforce it. It'll just be pandemonium, right? Oh, my gosh. Everybody will do whatever they want whenever they want in terms of parking and then it'll just be nobody will be able be able to park anywhere i bet or it'll be fine and we won't be we won't be nipping people for parking tickets and we won't be charging taxpayers to enforce parking we just eliminate the whole thing i don't know that's my that's my like cockamamie plan to uh solve parking in lacrosse is to just get rid of the whole system and maybe if you want to enforce parking ramp parking you could do that I guess because if there wasn't any enforcement of parking ramp parking, I would imagine people that live close to downtown or or live downtown would just park in the ramp just to be a little bit more safe, not out in the street. And you could leave your car in the ramp and it would just be there forever. Uh, or we or we dedicate, uh, you know, also this, this text coming in from, I think Phil texted me. I've got to find the text, Phil. Yeah, Phil said... Uh, how about we have the city give free ramp parking passes for all business employees? I thought that was a good idea too when Brad was breaking that down. Um, you know, part of this hundred thousand dollar study we did the last year, and the last study we did was five years ago. But part of this hundred thousand dollar study was they came up to they came to the conclusion that um, workers downtown are parking in the streets, therefore taking away from people who want to shop downtown or eat downtown from parking the streets. It makes it just a little bit more inconvenient. So workers need to go pay park in the ramps, but you know what, if the ramps cost money after three hours and you can only park there once because after you're in there three hours, it's not like you can roll out and roll back in. I don't think cause it has your license plate, right? So you can't just roll back into that ramp. You'd have to go and park at a different ramp, super inconvenient as opposed to, um, I get two hours downtown for free and then I just turn around and park on the other side of the road or park down one block and I get in another two hours. I'm sure workers are doing that. If they're working an eight-hour shift, then they just run out, right? I got to run out and move my car. I'll be back in two minutes. Um, yeah, why, would they do, why wouldn't they do that versus parking the ramp where they got to jump from ramp to ramp? Um, yeah, so good plan, Phil. We'll give a parking pass for all business employees downtown so they can park in the ramps for free. 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. We'll be back after this right here. Was it? All right. Welcome back to lacrosse talk PM 608-785-7914. Just a lot of parking stories on wisdomnews.com. Just not lately, but just in general, if you just search parking, you're going to get a lot of stories. But one of them was back in May of 2019. Lacrosse board approves a hundred thousand dollar study. So, if we were upset about it, we kind of forgot, and here it is. Now we the study is done. Now that it's July, and um, I'm just looking. It was done the last time they did it. Rich and Associates out of Michigan. They did this study five years ago. I know I heard Brad in the news say they've been working with the city for a decade. So maybe this is the third study they've done. If they if they're doing it every five years, we're that like first time ten years ago. Then five years ago, and now one more time because they did another study back in 2014. So, and just some some little notes that I took from <laughs> kind of 
scoured our 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 history of parking stories that we've had over the years in the cross. Lots of parking stories. If you remember some of the debacles of the parking gate, I used to call it parking gate because of the parking ramp gates. I think those cost like four hundred thousand dollars. And then we we brought in those the 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 little machines where you just plug in your license plate number and then God, I don't remember how the how much those cost, but that there's just all these little costs with parking. So I feel like the idea that we're we gotta we gotta make some money off people parking. But in, in the grand scheme of things, are we making money or are we losing money? I'm I'm guessing we're making money, but it seems to come at a cost and then we're changing the system up every couple of years or when when really we just need one system. And I think maybe the system around UW Lacrosse and WTC where it's just an app, right? We're just paying for an app. Not sure how much we're paying. We've got to probably subscribe to it. It's like a Hulu subscription. Pay for an app and then uh, whoever you get the app or you call the 800 number and, and give them your information somehow, probably plug it in, you know, over some automated thing. But uh, that's probably the best system because there's no overhead, right? There's no little machine in the parking ramp. There's no gate to crash into. There's no parking meters in the street. And so there's well, my theory is we just get rid of all enforcement of parking, make everything free. And if you got a problem, then you know, call the police because something's happened with parking. And that's what we used to do, I suppose, but and, and get rid of the parking Jeeps. And somebody called in and said the parking Jeep police are civilians. So, uh, you know, get rid of those those jobs and, and just don't enforce parking like that. Maybe a little bit more of a burden on the police then. <laughs> so <laughs> the idea of defunding the police and now, hey, uh, actually we want you to enforce the police, but they're already running this system. So, um, it is already a responsibility that they have. Uh, the last story we had on how much money parking made, city collected $960,000 from parking permit fees. That was, uh, that was probably last in 2019. Uh, that was 34% more than they expected. If you remember last year, at the end of the year in November, the, the Board of Public Works announced this like food for fines thing where you, instead of paying your fine, you could just pay with food donations or clothing donations. Obviously, in November, we're trying to do that. Like, we're trying to give to the to the needy, um, which is also what they're doing right now in Holman for the school lunch program. But, uh, yeah, so at that point, the city had collected. We did all that work. The city collected $1,700 in food and clothing that settled 46, like, fines that, that hadn't been paid yet. So you had to go buy a coat for you know, a hundred bucks and then it paid off your fines. I wonder if you could pay a, pay it forward. If you had a new coat laying around that you didn't want, I know I'm going to get a parking ticket eventually. So here this is, can you just credit my account so that when I do get a parking ticket at some point? Um, but I thought that was, you know, it was kind of a good, good deal. And, and, it, but also like that city revenue that the city's losing. <laughs> so we're getting, you know, I don't want to be the bad guy here, but because we're giving to the needy at that point, but we're also like this that's that's the revenue the city wants so is it is it offset somewhere else if they're oh we're over we're over our expected revenue from charging a bunch of people parking fines so we're just going to let them donate okay well why don't we just get rid of parking fines then um also in that story uh 
last year, 250 vehicles had gotten the boot for having unpaid fines. For I remember, I can't remember the exact details of you had to you had to have an, a number of unpaid fines, like four or something like that. Uh, but those cars accounted for eighty six thousand dollars in fees. So two hundred fifty booted vehicles, eighty six thousand dollars in fees. Uh, I wonder how many boots the police actually have. If they have like thirty of them or two boots, and so it's kind of interesting to know that yeah, it would just suck if your vehicle got booted, right? Like, hey, now I got to go pay my parking fine, and then they got to come take the boot off. Um, also the, another story we had back in January, Andrea Schnick with the lacrosse city planning department said, uh, you know, we might not need parking ramps in 20 or 30 years. The way we're driving, we, we might just be flying cars and we wouldn't need parking ramps. So, uh, maybe, maybe we should, you know, this is part of the city vision 2040 planning committee. Maybe we should start thinking ahead in, in terms of not having to do that. All right, that's all the time I got for today. Uh, we're going to talk to a Gunderson expert on the virus tomorrow. Thanks a lot for listening, guys. Yep.